It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Abba, Father, we praise you and we thank you for safety this morning. We thank you, Father, that in you we live, move, and have our being. You are the only wise God. Honor, power, and dominion belong to you and you alone. We bless your holy name. Thank you for joining me this morning. This is Overflowing Life Prayer Community. I'm Pastor Sherelle Perkins, and I will be the hostess this morning. Um, is there any prayer requests? I want to make sure that um, we don't forget to ask that question. Sometimes I get carried away. Good morning, Pastor Sherelle. Good morning. Um, I have uh, actually two. Uh, a friend told me yesterday his wife has breast cancer. Uh, Mr. Her name is Mrs. Barry. And then I have another friend that is supposed to be having surgery um, the 19th. Her name is Connie. So uh, just pray for the two of them. Okay. All right, thank you. Good morning. Hallelujah. Well, Holy Spirit took me in an interesting direction this morning. Um, I was thinking about um, where I am. You know, it's always about, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer looking at what God is doing in my life, asking him some strategic questions. Um, You know, just some, I tend to be introspective if anybody knows me, so I have to be very, very mindful of that because, you know, you can be that too much. But um, the Holy Spirit gave me, I believe, um, a saying, and I sent it to my son this morning. It says, if you demand it, heaven and earth will relinquish it. Ask, seek, knock, Luke 11, 9. And I am convinced that most of our deficits in regards of what it is that we really believe God for, we have not put a demand on heaven And I know we pray, and I know we ask God for things. I know that we're doing those things, but there's something about 
my life where I can look and see God gives me vision. He gives me wisdom. He shows me what's going on. I'm praying. But there's a disconnect. So in this parable, and we've talked about it before, that really says ask and keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking until you get your answer. Because if God's answer is no, that means that somewhere in what you're asking is what he wants to bring into your life. So I am challenging myself to relinquish all doubt, fear, unbelief, sabotage, the things that I feel like have hindered what God wants in my life, and put a demand on heaven and earth. I believe that when we access heaven, earth has to give up. Whatever it is the sons of God are demanding. That is the difference. You know, there's scripture that talks about when you're a child, your servant has more responsibility, accountability than the child because the child is a child. But as we mature in Christ, we're no longer children. As we follow Holy Spirit, we begin to manifest sonship. Sons have a right to put a demand on their inheritance. They have a right to live as sons. I am an heir of everything that Christ purchased for me on Calvary. It is mine. I am a joint heir with Christ. That's the difference between a child. When you're a child, you think as a child. But as we allow Holy Spirit to begin to train us to live as sons, we begin to realize that everything from Genesis to Revelation is written for our good and for our training as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So those places in us that may stand opposed to the fullness of what God is saying and speaking into our lives, those things have to go away. And I think there are people in the earth, they um, they move more in the spirit of faith. They They read it, they believe it, they hear it, they see it, they do it. And then there are others, we read it, we see it, we believe it, but sometimes there's this little disconnect that says, you know what, I believe it for everybody else, but I don't necessarily believe it for me. And I know for me, there was a little of that in my heart. It comes from having a rejection-based personality. So much of what um, I have found in my own life, because we're studying, um, unearthing the root of rejection. I am seeing, and we're teaching, and you can join us on Thursday evening. We're going to 
pursue this in Bible study, I am seeing that when you don't fully receive who you are, you open the door to all manner of rejection. And you can even reject God and what God is saying about you, not at a conscious level. You're not walking around saying, oh, I don't believe that. Oh, he he couldn't be talking about me. But the reality of your existence says, I really don't believe that God will be to me what he says he is. So we need deliverance in that area, and we need to meditate on the word. That's why scripture says you need to meditate on the word. You need to change your mind. You need to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That's the least you can do for so great a salvation. God is wanting to bring wholeness in your life. The least you can do is come to the table and eat. The table that he's prepared before you in the presence of your enemy, in the presence of poverty, in the presence of sickness, in the in the um, presence of rejection, he's prepared a table with everything that you need to be whole and complete in him. And it begins with a transformation of your mind, that you're no longer conformed to this world, that your mind is renewed daily in the word of God. So today, Luke 11, 9 says, I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Father God, I praise you, and I thank you that we are asking, we are seeking, we are knocking. We are believing you to let your kingdom come, your will be done, what you have ordained in the heavens toward us specifically individually, that your vision, your plan is tailor-made for us. We are more than conquerors, God. There is no failure in you. Father God, as some of us regroup, some of us um, look at our lives and say, okay, God, what does this look like? We just present our bodies a living sacrifice. We thank you, Father, that we have repented of everything that may have hindered what you had in store for us. In fact, we're going to take a few minutes and say, Father, we repent, we turn, we change our mind, we come out of agreement with everything that we have done that would hinder what heaven has ordained for us in Jesus' name. And Father, forgive us for any way in which we have hurt your heart any way in which we have walked away from your blessings, any way in which we have chosen paths that do not honor you, God. And, Father, we thank you to forgive us, but we also realize, God, that
that we have to let other people off the hook because they're just people. So, Father, we forgive. We forgive them all. We forgive the spouses, ex-spouses, current spouses, parents, teachers, friends, bullies. We just take all of those folk off the hook. And for me, anyone that's ever rejected me, disappointed me, any of those things, Father, for there are indications that I was looking to man to satisfy what only you can satisfy, God. For, Father, you tell us in, our, in your word that we are to trust in you to lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge you. You will direct our path. Father, we have trusted, leaned on people. And in their human frailty, they have disappointed us, God. And we've allowed it to hinder our forward momentum. So we forgive them, God. For just as when Jesus hung on the cross, he looked at all of humanity. I don't know exactly what he saw, but I know that when he was on the cross, he looked down and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He recognized at that moment That humanity makes mistakes because they are ignorant of truth. They don't even know what they're doing. They're not God. They don't know the fullness of who God is. Surely, if they knew God, Jesus would not have been persecuted. But we're so thankful, God, that you knew. You knew that man could not see. He needed a Savior. He needed the person of the Holy Spirit to dwell in him in order to know truth. And in our lives, Father, Many of the offenses have come from those that don't have the full story. Father, I recognize we can walk with one another, live with one another, eat with one another, do all of these things and yet not know the issues, the hurts, the pain. that others may go through. Father, sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling, what's inside of us, save Holy Spirit, who teaches us your truth. So we thank you, Father God. Any sin, any weight that so easily beset us, We lay it down, Father. 
for the kingdom's sake. So, Father, we thank you that you are instructing us and teaching us in the way we should go and that you are guiding us with your eyes. I thank you for your guidance this morning and your leadership concerning your will, your plan, and your purpose for our lives. We do hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, for we know you and we follow you. You lead us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. We refuse to be conformed to this world. We refuse to be fashioned after, adapted to, the superficial customs of this world, whether it be disguised in doctrines of men or doctrines of devils. But we submit to the transformation, the entire renewing of our mind. We thank you for new ideas and new attitudes. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that even today, I thank you that we see the world differently. I thank you that today as you shake hell out of its place, out of our life, out of our sphere of influence, our eyes are open to see your beauty, your grace, your love, your mercy, your kindness, your long-suffering, your manifested presence in our affairs. We thank you, Father God. For we prove for ourselves what is your good, acceptable, and perfect will. The things that are good, acceptable, and perfect in your sight for us. God, I thank you for a fresh wind of your spirit, a fresh breath. I thank you that we can exhale. As we inhale, you, your presence, your love. We relinquish, let go of everything that's not of you. We thank you that our path grows brighter today, Lord. We thank you, Father, that Jesus was made into us wisdom. Confusion is not a part of our life. We are not confused about your will for us. We trust in you. We trust you, Father. Father God, we relinquish all fears. And I pray specifically for me, and I, if it applies for you as well, the fear of leaving this earth without accomplishing what you have ordained, Father. Looking at the lives of those I love so dearly, looking at past issues that I have, God, I want to leave the legacy that you ordained. I want to know that I've pleased you, Father, in everything that I've done 
or am doing. And even if the past has not been pleasing God, redeem the time. Father God, you have put your treasure in earthen vessels. Many of us know Father, sometimes we take your treasure and we dig a hole and we bury it. We don't call it a hole. We call it cares of this world. We call it not having enough time. We call it not having provision. Father God, we have all the reasons why we can't accomplish what you've created us to. Father, I thank you for deliverance from fears. Father, we receive your peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, I love Holy Spirit. For even in praying, I'm hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, wherever you are, your past has been redeemed because of the blood of the Lamb. We get brand new mercies. Every morning. Thank you, Father, for brand new mercies this morning. Thank you, Father, for new beginning. So, Father God, I thank you to give us your wisdom today. What are your plans for us today that you would be glorified and that you would be honored? Father, we set our priorities based on this place that we're occupying in you now, this morning. Thank you for a peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Father God, for your love that flows in us, in our life. Father God, I lift up Sister Connie. Father God, you are the healer. So I ask, Father, that you would heal her body. Whatever is going on in her body, I ask for healing. I ask that you would heal Sister Barry of breast cancer. That you would turn the tides concerning her breast cancer. 
and that it would retreat and go into remission and utterly be destroyed. Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the miraculous concerning her body and her mind, God. Thank you that healing is the children's bread and miracles and signs and wonders. Follow the preaching, the teaching of your word. So I thank you, Father God, for signs, wonders, and miracles operating in the lives. of those that we're praying for. I thank you that they will see the manifested presence of your Holy Spirit concerning their health. Lord, I thank you to heal and deliver our bodies as well, God. Reverse diabetes. We speak to kidneys. We speak to fatty kidneys and livers. We speak to those places in our bodies that are storing up fat, that are causing diabetes in our bodies, God. I ask you to heal, deliver, and set free. Father God, forgive us for sinning against our bodies. Forgive us for living for food. Food was created for us. We are the master. It is the servant. Forgive us for allowing food to master us, control and dominate us. Heal those places in our emotions. For those that are emotional eaters, And for those that just don't care, cause us to care. We thank you for healing our bodies, God. Father God, many of us, our bodies are a reflection of stress the things that we have worried about, that we've carried with us, that we've internalized, God. The years and years of being stressed out and fearful, unhappy. Full of anger and bitterness. 
We pray peace over our bodies in Jesus' name. All of those areas that are carrying our frustration and our rejections. Father, many of us have motor issues that are tied into past hurts, past failures. Some of us carry uh, um, anger and bitterness in our joints and our nerve endings, Father. So I speak peace, healing, and restoration in Jesus' name. Father, you said the joy of the Lord is our strength, and a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So I thank you today for your joy, that it would strengthen us. I thank you, Father God, for giving us a merry heart today, that we would not be frustrated. And even in frustrating situations, God, your peace would flood our souls. And your joy would overtake us, God. Holy Spirit, help us change our perspective so that we can live at peace in our own bodies. Thank you, Father, that our latter years will be greater than our former years because we know you, God, and we're known of you. Father God, I pray for every congregation that's represented on this line. I pray for their leadership. I pray for every individual that's part of the congregation, God. That your blessings would rest upon your people. That they would go from glory to glory. And that they would receive that which you have laid up in store for them. I pray that your kingdom be revealed in the midst of your people today. I pray for a peace that passes all understanding, resting upon the houses of God represented on this line. I pray that the leadership will hear your voice. God, show us how to lead your people. Show us how to be shepherds after your own heart that will shepherd your people in wisdom and love. Father, it is our heart desire as leaders 
we want to be able to say like Jesus, these are the ones that you gave us. And we did not lose a one. Lord, we recognize that there may be Judases in our midst. We recognize, Father, that some will come and sit but are not part of the house. Well, Father God, to those that are assigned to our lives, for every man has been given a measure, we thank you for the grace to mentor, train, develop, and bring into maturity those that you've assigned to our lives. Give us your heart for them, God. Let us not be so caught up in our own stuff that we can't hear your voice for your children. And, Father, let us not be so caught up with ministering to the children that we can't hear your voice for us. For, Father God, you said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. And love your neighbor as you love love yourself. It is impossible to truly love others when you really don't love yourself. Father, let us not be the people that stand before your congregation needy and wanting attention and wanting the love that's due you. For there are many people in the pulpit that stand in the pulpit because they've never truly been loved, accepted, appreciated. And they draw from your people what should be given to you, Father. They put demands on people to meet their own emotional needs. Instead of, Father, training your people how to access heaven to get their needs met. Father God, so many congregations, leadership is treated as God. Father, your word says to give honor to whom honor is due. And we're to love and respect our leaders. For they labor for us. Boy, do I know, Father. So, Father, I ask that you would put all of this in balance within your church so that your people will come into wholeness and soundness, God, because leaders are whole and sound.
Father God, we ask that you heal homes, broken marriages, broken relationships. We realize, Father God, you said unless two can agree, how can they walk together? Father God, you said strife would hinder the blessings of God in our relationships. Father, you ordained marriage, and it is an opportunity for perfect agreement, releasing the power of heaven. But, Father God, most of the time, we don't understand marriage any more than the heathen. And we get married for all the wrong reasons. And we focus on the minor instead of the major. So we find ourselves in homes that do not reflect Jesus and his bride. So, Father God, I ask that you would bring healing in these homes, Lord. Between husband and wife and children and parents. We thank you, Father, for your power and your presence in our homes and in our daily affairs. We thank you, Father God, that you prosper us in our relationships with one another as we seek to do your will, your plan, and your purpose. In Jesus' name. I'm going to stop again and ask if there are any prayer requests that may have come up. Okay, if there are not any prayer requests, let me see, Holy Spirit, where do you want us to go? I have a couple of directions, so I'm trying to make sure I'm hearing from God. One of the things I was looking at this morning, I started looking at the word ask. And the first thing that I read in scripture was how 
how when the servant was sent, I believe it was Jacob in Genesis, to find a wife, I believe for Isaac, it can be right. Let me find this. Okay, no. The servant was sent by Abraham to find a wife for Isaac. And it was talking about how when the servant met the prospective wife, In uh, Genesis 27:47, 2447, it says, And I asked her and said, Whose daughter art thou? And she gave her lineage, the daughter of Bethel, Nahar's son, with Micah. And he put an earring upon her face and bracelets upon her hand. Our whole culture is wrapped around external beauty, external needs, even when choosing friendships, spouses, we never look beyond the external. And we say we're in love. The first thing that the servant wanted to know is, what is your lineage? Where do you come from? Who are your parents? In order to decide whether or not the woman was fit to be the wife of his master's, Not only was this exchange to determine her lineage, but when he gave her bracelets, it was to let her know the qualities of the son. If at this point, She didn't have the lineage to be a wife to the son. Or the son didn't have what it took to support her lifestyle, the quality of her life. There wouldn't be any more discussion between the servant. Holy Spirit wants to negotiate our relationships. I believe that he goes before us to strengthen 
strategize in our life what we need. I believe also that wisdom and prudence. Now, I told my son these things. You know, this is what you look for. These are the characteristics. Physical is physical, but if you're going to raise up the next generation, you need to know what's in that person's heart. You need to know, can they carry the weight of the anointing that's on your life? When you know who you are, you look for the qualities that are needful to carry on whatever God has assigned to you. And your exchanges is not about your sexuality. That's going to be there regardless. But you need to look for the higher qualities. And that's where Holy Spirit directs your attention. But we are so caught up, in fact, you can tell someone, um, look at who they are, how they live, where they live, how they handle money, what they eat, do they exercise, do they take care of their physical body. I guarantee you, someone that doesn't take care of themselves, they're not going to take care of you. If they live by their physical passions, what tastes good, what feels good, they're not gonna they're not gonna take care of you. Because the only thing that really matters is themselves. And even in our dynamics with one another, if a person is so consumed with themselves. especially their carnal, fleshly needs. That's going to have priority in their relationships and their dynamics. A woman that's consumed by her hair, her this, her that, her clothes, those are more important. Those are the most important things in her life may never ever tune in to what's really important in life because some things fade away. I bring this up because I think the dynamics in our families, um, what we create, dealing with young women, Go out, find a man. He's abusive. I didn't see this. Why? Because you really were not looking at his character. You were looking for a lot of things that have nothing to do with who they are as a person. And I think um, all of this creates family dynamics that keeps the church from being stable. We're not stable, our children aren't stable, then our grandchildren aren't stable, 
all because we made wrong decisions in how our children came into existence. And the sad part about it is some of us still don't get it because we keep repeating the same cycle because we want what we want the way we want it. And I think it's time for the body of Christ to grow up. Maturity says that I may not can have what I want the way I want it. Because what I want and the way I want it may not be rooted and grounded in truth. I may need to change it. I need to look again and say, God, what do I need? What is the right mix for me based on purpose and destiny? I had another conversation with a young lady, and she was saying, I don't have any goals. I go to work, I come home. That's my goal. Can I just make it through the day? So when you're telling me, Sherelle, you need to have goals, you need what are your plans, what is the vision, what is the purpose for your life, she said, I don't have one. I think sometimes that's not the truth because I don't think we look close enough at what we're doing to realize we do have a purpose. You know, we do have some things that we really feel in our heart, but we have not identified them. All of this comes through not understanding how significant we are, that everyone leaves a legacy. Everyone influences the next generation, that God has created family to lay the foundation for for the next generation. And the church should prepare an atmosphere that where parents have fallen short, God said, I'll be a father to the fatherless. Our environment should reflect the heart of God. That people would come to know the true and living God. But if I'm in the pulpit trying to get my needs met, I'm not directing the people toward God. A lot of the leadership style we see in our churches is because we have broken men and women in the pulpit that are still drawing. Love does cover. And we all need help. Everyone born of a woman. That's why we have to be born again. But we need to be mindful of the truth. So I want to pray for wisdom in families, healing in families, um, restoration in families.
Father God, I just praise you and I thank you for families. Not just husband and wife, parents and children, but the family of God as well. So, Father, I praise you and I thank you, Father, that you have established family. Family looks like kingdom, God. I thank you and I praise you, Father God, that family looks like the bride and the bridegroom. I thank you, Father, for men and women living according to your revelation, Lord God, concerning building a home, a family, ministries. You gave man and woman dominion over the earth, God. Not over one another, but all that you've created, Father. That we are your servants, God. We are created to serve humanity, to serve your children. We're created to wash feet. To exhort, to encourage. So I thank you and I praise you for your love being shed abroad in our homes, Father. I thank you, Father God, for our grown children. Many of them, Father were raised without being brought into a home where Jesus Christ was the center. And all decisions were made based on revelation of Holy Spirit. Many of them were not birthed in a situation where Jesus was Lord over our lives. In fact, many of them were born through sinful relationships that did not honor you. Some were even exposed to all manner of diabolical lifestyles. So we pray for the healing of our children. Father God, we repent of everything that we've done to them. We repent of our selfishness and our self-righteousness. We repent of misrepresenting you to them. We repent of not understanding the purpose that you had for their lives and not cultivating that purpose. We repent of bringing them into homes that were not stable because we were not stable. So we repent, Father, even when we said we were Christians, we misrepresented Jesus to our children. Father, I ask that 
you would go in. And lay an axe to the root of every unclean weed bush that's growing in their lives. That you would pluck up at the root everything in their life that does not honor you. We pray for our children's children, Lord. Because, Father God, we wouldn't let you change us. There were curses that came upon our children and our children's children. And, Father, sometimes, based on your word, the payback jumps a generation. And our grandchildren are suffering even more than our children. Because we refuse to be obedient. Or we were ignorant to your truth. We pray for the deliverance of our grandchildren, Father. Uproot everything in their lives that does not honor you. Put them on the right path, God. Give their parents wisdom to understand their frame, how they're made. So that they can know and understand and fulfill destiny, God. Right now, Father, I am seeing a young lady in my heart. Father God, she doesn't know what to do with her life because she really doesn't know who she is. There's been so much confusion in her life that this space, And I hear people saying, well, she needs some time. She needs some space. No, what she needs is a revelation of who she is. Because space and time doesn't change ignorance. It just means you have a longer time not to figure it out if you don't get wisdom. So, Father God, I pray for wisdom. Wisdom for all those that are around her. She's still living with parents. Wisdom for all those around her, Father God. And I ask that you would give her wisdom. She knows who you are. Father God, we come against rebellion. She's in a rebellious state right now. But it's not... It looks like she's rebelling against you, but God, she's rebelling against the hurt and the pain that's been inflicted upon her emotionally because she has not been truly understood. Father God, she's also anger and bitter because those are root issues in the family. 
So I ask you, Father, to minister, to put servants across her path that she can identify with that will reflect Jesus back to her God. And Father God, may she return to the place where she first loved you and came to know you, God. Father God, we forgive every person that has mishandled her physically, God. For there has been some mishandling of her, Father. So we pray for healing in that area, God, and complete restoration. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And, Father, one more person I want to lift up before I get off the phone. One of my dear friends is dealing with a domestic violence situation. So, Father God, I pray protection over her daughter and her grandchildren. I pray, Father, for a means of escape. I ask you to heal her daughter's emotions. I pray for deliverance for her, but I pray for deliverance for the entire family. They have mishandled each other. So I pray, Father, for healing and deliverance, God. I pray for revelation for every person involved. Heal their hearts. Heal their broken places. Heal the things that happened in their marriage and in their home that produce children that are struggling with knowing who they are, even though they were born again. I pray for deliverance for them, for their children, and their children's children, and in specific, their daughter. Right now is an emergency, God. Get her out of the dangerous situation that she's in. Thank you for angels on assignment, God. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me this morning. This has been Overflowing Life Prayer Community. I'm Pastor Sherelle Perkins. I invite you to join us on Thursday night. We're gonna we're having a series on uprooting, unearthing the spirit of rejection. And we're just getting started, so you won't be behind. So join us. We're at three one seven zero Baltimore Avenue, Indianapolis, Indiana. And we meet Thursdays, 6 o'clock, and we have Bible study and prayer meeting. You're welcome to join us. Have a blessed day.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.